0: Hey gang, welcome to episode 19 of the No Priscinium podcast, your podcast about immersive and interactive theater and its ilk. I'm your host, Noah Nelson. This is the second take of the opening because I just looked at how long the first take was. It was way too long. So let's just dive in here. Uh, Our guest today is Heidi Duckler, uh, founder of the site-specific dance company, the Heidi Duckler Dance Theater, which is celebrating its 30th anniversary season this year. Our conversation with Heidi comes up in just a moment, but first... News and a quick note. The news. Uh, in New York City, Zay's going to be checking out House World, an immersive experience whose creator happens to listen to the show. Hello, Andrew. And he's also going to be checking out The Blade Rave, which is being put on by the immersive cinema outfit Barbecue Films. Uh, if you don't know what immersive cinema is, um, if you've heard of secret cinema, it's kind of like that. You take uh, the movie, you build a scene out of the movie, and bring the people watching the movie into that scene Really exciting stuff there. Uh, Zay is working on having some podcast material from both of those shows very soon. Uh, That's gonna be part of what we do in the next couple weeks. In the Bay Area, tickets on go on sale or on sale for Hinge in November. I'm going on November fourteenth, so if you're up in SF and want to come see the show with me, that's uh, the day to go do it. That's Hinge is the uh, interactive circus from the Vespertine Circus. You can find a listing for it in the last issue of No Pro SF. Also on sale right now are uh, Wii Players Hero Monster. In Los Angeles, here in L.A., uh, Capital W, the folks behind Hamlin Mobile, are going to be holding auditions for their next show. Uh, Look to our Facebook and Twitter feeds for information about that very soon. Uh, If not before this goes up, then uh, not too long afterwards. This Sunday, the 13th, we've got office hours at the Thirsty Crow from 2.30 p.m. We'll be there till at least 4. Uh, help us know that you're coming out. Go ahead and RSVP at no underscore proscenium at outlook.com. That gives us the confidence to uh, keep buying drinks. That is a 21 and up only venue. Thirsty Crow is a bar. It's in Silver Lake. Uh, tickets for the Speakeasy Society's The Hollow are currently on sale uh, i'm going to be there on the 28th of october so again come out and see the show with me uh, The little tagline at the end of the show uh, where i say i'll see you at the show uh that's for real that's for real come on out watch the show um okay that was very quick uh intentionally hey uh next episode is going to be our second open forum why because we've got a whole bunch of stuff planned later in the month and into next month but uh, next week uh, we're kind of busy but I don't want to not have a show so here's what we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about your near misses the kind of bad design experiences that you encountered out there if you're a creator I'd love To have you talk about the experiences that you created that just didn't quite go the way you thought they were going to and how you changed what you did to adapt those because that's the thing that makes all this stuff great so whether you're talking about escape rooms that for the life of you you couldn't figure out how to do or introductions to shows that just kind of left you cold I want to hear about Uh, The stuff that didn't work. You can file off the serial numbers if you want. You don't have to name names. But I really feel that we should start talking about the stuff that doesn't work as much as we talk about the stuff that does. Um, You'll find out why next week. I do have an anecdote that is the reason for this. And it was in the original version of the open, but I cut it. All right um that's all for now send the voicemails to no underscore persinium at outlook.com just record them on your phone and shoot them over to me and they will get in the show deadline for that is going to be uh thursday the 17th at noon so you get in by noon it gets in the next program and now without further ado here is our episode with heidi duckler of Heidi Duckler Dance Theater. Okay, so yeah, this is this is the stumble in part. So, okay, uh, great. Heidi, if you could identify yourself for for the listening sure. audience.
1: Well, I'm Heidi Duckler, an artistic director of Heidi Duckler Dance Theater. Fantastic. Hey. Um, for
0: for the members of the listening audience such an old phrase but I love it uh, for the members of the listening audience who, who might not be familiar okay uh, uh, tell them tell them about the Heidi Duckler dance theater
1: Well let's see uh, where do we start because we've been around for 30 years and this is the anniversary this year. is yeah. this is our big year yeah celebrating that time and um, we let's see well we make site-specific dance performances. Fantastic! Right? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, um, I, I want to get into the history and, and into the thirtieth uh, gala and sort of how you started uh, going in this direction in the first place. Uh, okay. But but right now you've got something interesting happening. You're doing a piece called uh, a series of pieces actually called Sophie and Charlie, All Right. and I'm going to mess part of this up. It is it is a it is a uh, serialized dance uh telenovela well, that's right? it that's right it's okay. a
1: dance telenovela all
0: right so what right. what is a dance telenovela
1: well I don't know because I just made it up <laughs> but and I am making it up as I go but I um, yeah. um yeah um really haven't ever heard of that before but uh, it is um well it will be um it's in it's in five different locations and it's um it is it's episodic so it'll unfold every week um, uh, the story between a couple um, that they meet and it's very melodramatic and in each location it ha- it's uh, accompanied by music different different live music and uh, let's see well, where do I start with this one so it's live you can see the performance live and then later after the whole series uh, is finished um, it'll be on the web um, as a as a piece, so it'll be like an hour um, performance live, and then um, when it's televised, it'll be um, that each five will be twelve minutes. So it'll be an hour, you know, of each episode. You can binge on it, you know, if right. you want to see all twelve, all, all, all five episodes. Oh wow! So right. so
0: each each show is an hour long um, mm-hmm. by itself, and then you'll break it up into smaller exactly. Yep. Okay, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What What was the the inspiration for doing something? Uh, serialized as opposed to Because I know I, I've, I've been to One More than one One of your pieces um, And that That mixture of A physical location um, uh, a Live music The performers And sort of the the, the the glorious way That the dancers Explore the space And that the choreography And the space Start to inform each other Right And um, what made you want to start to explore a couple of characters over the course of time in different locations?
1: Well, I think, you know, it's it's hard to remember how we got into it exactly, but um, I was looking really for um, a piece to do sort of a long running, a long, a long running project. And I was sort of running into some obstacles, finding the right venue for that at mm. this time. And So, yeah, one venue to kind of stay there and and do a project that was just kind of ran, you know, for a period of time. Um, Kind of tired of doing one offs. You put so much effort and work into a place. And sometimes that has to happen because, you know, look, you're working in a place that's under construction and it's going to transform into something else next week. And you got to go. So, um and then I just thought about, well, what if we did something that we had a deep experience with with these people and we just went from place to place and it was, I don't know, it just became that. And um, it followed that, you know, how their relationship deepened. And then it kind of connected to these different sites and, and those sites sort of spoke to that, that relationship. So these sites are sort of... Um, Most of them were built like around 1945, and so they're a little bit falling apart um, between 45 and 60s. And so, and the relationships a little bit falling apart, too, reflect some of that. So it's kind of interesting how it all connects. And yeah, it's just a little bit more of a, a deeper experience
0: how how do you find these locations because your your company is always in some of those most interesting spots I can think of like the the one I saw was at the construction site in, in Chinatown and right. so there was there's both watching from the outside and then we went inside uh, two very different dynamic spaces but but you you'll go like what hospitals and like all sorts of places like how how do you find this uh,
1: Well, you know, sometimes people tell me about places. Um, sometimes I'm just driving along and I'll see a place that's curious. And like these places are, they're also, some of these are very non-heroic places. Like mm. there's a little church in Studio City that I've driven by a million times and always been kind of curious about. I know nothing about it. I went in there. It, it is curious. I mean, it's just a strange little place and it's kind of perfect for this story that we're telling and i just introduced myself and met the people that are there and then it kind of becomes our home we rehearse there we don't rehearse anywhere else we only rehearse on site so um yeah so we're living there now in oh, this wow. little little church on moore park yeah it's cute
0: well and for this one because you're moving around like so are you are are you rehearsing them concurrently or? yeah oh, at wow. all these different places oh wow yeah
1: one's in studio city and then there's a well. There is actually a hospital, a semi-vacant hospital hospital in um, in Crenshaw, and um, wow, it's it's quite a place, uh, isolation ward and uh, an old OR building, uh, uh, yeah, operating room. Oh wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it. It. Yeah. wild. Yeah. How? I guess we'll start to get into the the art of it. I mean, when you encounter one of these places, you 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 start exploring it. How? How do you let the space inform both the, the movement and also, I would imagine, since you're you know, working in something like an OR, it's got to be informing the story, too.
1: Absolutely. It's part of the narrative. It's, um, it's part of the characters, what they're talking about. It's, um, it's everything. Um, yeah, it's the, the space, the, the location, the where we are, that's the heart of it.
0: I mean, when when you when you walk into a spot like that, do you have a, an idea in mind, or do you start devising once you are on the scene, and or is it a little little column A, a little column B?
1: Yeah, it's kind of both. I mean, it's an intuitive process at first, you know, um, but then I mean, you just list, You look at the space, and like with the church. I mean, I knew kind of we wanted to use one side of it, and then the balcony was super cool so of course we had to go up there and then you just think about it you think about it from the audience's perspective um so then you sort of figure out well let's see how can they look at this and then how can they turn to see that and then i don't know you have to kind of figure that out
0: actually if you could delve into that because one of the things i find fascinating about the 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 whole site-specific and immersive space is the idea of designing from the audience's perspective and there it's like when i went and saw when i went and saw sleep no more uh in, in new york uh there's a lot of talented dancers and there, there's a lot of a lot of solid choreography but there were and there were even some sequences that like took my breath away but i knew if they had just been up on a stage on a proscenium stage i might have actually found it kind of boring and maybe even pretentious like oh you're gonna do that now mm-hmm. okay but when you're when you're close, when you're close in, it changes the dynamic. So right. w- what what sort of considerations um, should someone who's working in this space be thinking about when it comes to what what the audience is seeing? I mean,
1: there's so much to think about. I mean, just the other day, I'm, one of these pieces that I'm making is um, is in a park. And, and we were just there, and I was thinking, you know, the thing about this piece is that when you're there and you're seeing it um, – you know, when you see it televised, because you will see it televised if you want to, you know, that's part of it, too. You you just can't smell it. Like, when you're there in the park, you, you smell this piece. I mean, that's, there's, where else do you smell a piece like that? You know, that's a, that's a, you know, a sensory experience that we don't often have.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and you really smell this piece in each different location. I mean, I know that's a funny thing to say, but. No. It's part of the experience. And. And I don't know, it's just really different. And, and also, all of these locations, because it's a telenovela, you kind of look through screens. So, you know, one of them, you look through the window, and you look, everything is kind of framed in a way. Mm-hmm. So I was always kind of thinking about that when I was designing these pieces. So that's part of it, too. Um, so it's very spatial, and I don't know. But I do like what you're saying about, you know, the audience being in the midst of it. Um, in the middle of it, you know, not being separated from it. Although there is that sort of screen thing too that that makes you separate and then a part of it all at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. There's there's something I like that you were talking about the, the smell of it um, mm-hmm. because I mean, one of the things that I love about this this work some people call it like the whole kit and caboodle open frame is that you're if it's a Dynamic enough piece. If it's a good piece, you you come out of it with a sense of hyper awareness. It's and it's because of things like,
1: right.
0: you know, how things smell are taken into consideration. Um, the the fact that there's different dynamic levels. Maybe maybe it's a kind of scenario where the the audience can kind of jockey for position, or maybe it's just that there's right. there's this space where you just know that everyone's getting a completely different angle on on what's happening and
1: that's true too yeah yeah, right everybody sees it from a different point of view right and yeah. they can also also the audience has the ability to make choices yeah. you know if they're moving around and you know depending on what they're doing but
0: so you've been doing this kind of work for 30 years and and i'm just wondering what what brought you into that space because we were talking then we're talking like the 1980s what was what was the what was the the impetus for for going site specific
1: um for me it was um making work that had to do with uh, that sort of convergence with real life Mm. so uh, I wasn't really interested in blank space blank canvas empty space um the theater as sort of a an artificial uh platform but um, something that was really as connected to real life as possible.
0: Well, what was it? Was it in, in the what you had done so far or, or where your training was where there was just so much going on in that kind of like blank space? Because I, 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 my mom when I was a kid taught some some ballet uh, so some of my earliest memories are like running around like the, the studio and, and then seeing some pieces I grew up in, and looking at some modern pieces and it was all very like kind of stripped down and then right. I remember getting to see uh, at the Oakland Ballet when I was in college seeing a reconstruction of Najinsky's Bolero as done by the Ballet Russe they had like reconstructed the notes and the set and it was such a different experience from a piece they did, like, a couple minutes later, which was, like, abstract and just, you know, right. very, very just, like, postmodern feeling and empty versus this lushness of, uh, of a, you know, a Diaghilev right, comedy right, piece, right. right? So, I mean, was, was that... Was, was there something in the spirit of the times there that was like pushing you that way? Was there something? Well, that you I think were there, was,
1: for? there was all that stuff with came out of the Judson Church and all the pedestrian movement, you know, that really talked about what is dance really. And um, that was interesting to me. But um, also, some of that stuff was real boring, mm-hmm. right? In real mm-hmm. time and, you know, say no to move, you know, say no to a lot of spectacle and all that stuff. But, um, I don't know life is very interesting and um life is unpredictable, so I was very drawn to um, kind of using those unpredictableness of life and kind of trying to um, find the beauty there and um and working with that in a way that was choreographed so what what sort of surprises?
0: Have have popped up over the career. Like, what was oh, the? So many. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I guess what was the, what was the point where you realized that that you could really keep doing this because you know you know hit, hitting the, the the three decade cap. I mean, that's that is that's something in a bad sense of like, you know, that's a long time you're doing something. But like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's incredible. You've that's gotten to pretty like, crazy. Yeah. So uh, what was, what was the turning point when you knew like, oh no, like this isn't, this isn't going away. I don't have to like step away from this. Like this gets to be what I do.
1: Right. Well, it's always fresh and different, you know, I mean, you do build upon your experience, um, which makes you less likely to freak out because, you know, you're always dealing with um, people who are not, um, not part of the art world. So that's always a challenge mm. um, because they don't really understand what you are doing, like in terms of the space. Yes, yeah. the venue owners are, yeah. it can be so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but it's um, like they agree to something and then they, they, they're they're like, they don't realize what they actually got into. Exactly, yeah. and they're like, "You want to do what?" Yeah, you know that's always a problem from the get go. that has been the problem for thirty years. Yeah, it doesn't go away. Um, but um, dealing with talented artists is you know such a pleasure and makes it always worthwhile
0: yeah so what what was the first I guess like big hit that the company had what was the, what was the thing that sort of put you guys on um,
1: probably our first piece which was in the laundromat mm. so that was um, that was fabulous it was a great experience and that's probably the epiphany of when I knew that I had to just keep doing this how hard was that first negotiation with the laundromat owners? um well the first one was easy but there were many laundromats since then that were that proved to be pretty difficult um yeah people changing their mind halfway through the process and you know yeah it wasn't fun but um <laughs> but the piece was great and there were a lot of discoveries that i made doing that piece and one was that um You know that the process, exposing the process to the public, Mm. was so fulfilling, and that um, so many people who were not, did not, um, just weren't aware of art or had never seen a piece being built like that, choreography being built, were so engaged and really loved watching it, and that was that brought us such pleasure.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's something so I want to say like primal about dance. I mean, on on the one level. There's there couldn't be anything more simple in the world than you know conceptually than like get a human body get a space you know move through it with meaning right and and that's something that anyone just viscerally can understand you can you can stand there and look at it or or be in some sort of you know relationship to that and like oh you get it because there's that's what there is to get what you can then do with that and the layers that you can put in whoa. Oh. <laughs> I was warned by that chair. You Uh, you gotta get it. We can't tell you. I'm I'm performing a balance test, guys, as I'm doing this. So I'll explain later. I'll explain in the open. Um, You already know what happened. Uh, The the glories of recording the open later. But um, Uh there's just that that that's something that people can just like. You get it. You know, like you just you grok it. You see it. You feel it. Is is the essential thing. Um, And and that's something that. Becomes a doorway, I think, for for people into um, into these more I don't want to say arcane. I mean, just that there's more there's complexity to be had as you start to delve down this line of of the arts. but you know, everyone gets dance. I guess there's some people who don't, but but there's so many variety of dances. and like I feel like everyone does dance even if it's just by themselves
1: it's your body yeah you know i mean you can't get more basic than that no you can't.
0: <laughs> um and so it makes it such a great doorway and that's one of the things that's interesting to me about this is something uh, we recorded uh, last week's episode yesterday uh, timeline wise and uh i was speaking with sam about um maybe one of the reasons why uh some of the great immersive theater pieces that, that exist right now are are dance based is is in part because of, of that one that visceral nature and and two just just the the um, the immediacy of of you know it's not something that you have to think about it, well, it's the same thing as a physical nature, right? But it's just something you can just experience and you don't need a set of instructions in order to tell you, Oh, here's where you where you've got to go, this is what you need to do. It's like, oh, they're going. There there's a there's a dynamic tension. And that's one of the things that's interesting to me about about particularly like dance theater is when people are telling stories through that physical tension that exists between two right. or more people.
1: Right. Yeah, no, you're right. And, you know, because it's a language that we all speak, and, yeah.
0: right? So when you're working with, with your dancers, is, is it a matter of, of starting from a phrase and then, and then spinning up into something bigger? Or well, I'm curious as to your process. Yeah,
1: the process, I mean, we work with the space. You know, that's the first thing. And um, and the dancers that I work with, they have different, um, like we don't have a company class or anything that unites us that way. We partner with the space and they all have different techniques and ways of moving, which I love. That's why we're all together, that we, there's very individualistic. So um, they bring that to the table or to the room, to the space. And um, so they play you know they really they really do and they explore um the walls the the objects in the space the floor the ceiling everything they climb and they bring you know some of them have rock climbing experience or you know parkour all kinds of ways of of exploring a space that are interesting and and with each other um so some of them have been you know we've been working together for many many years which is really great Um, a lot of trust there
0: Do do they come to you? Do you find them? Um,
1: Yeah, pretty much it's you know, I've been working with the same people for a long time and then they recommend other people, so it's a pretty tight group. Um, but sometimes people just come to me. Yeah. We don't audition or anything like that. Hmm. Yeah. A family that keeps it. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Well
0: and it's it's such a specific
1: style of of, of
0: working. It really is. Like I can I can imagine that that there's a it's not a matter of like a temperament but like there's you gotta have like a certain kind of imagination.
1: You do, and you have to be a certain kind of a soul, you know, because we do all kinds of things. We get wet, we get dirty, we you know, we climb walls and buildings and 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 get into tight little quarters and you know, we do odd things.
0: But how many pieces a year or is the company producing at this point because it seems like a lot a
1: lot a lot well because this is our big year our big 30th year we've I don't know I'd have to really count them but I I believe we've done almost a show every month every six weeks this oh, wow. year a lot yeah. yeah
0: That it's like a it, uptick from the usual yeah up, like, we've, we've done
1: and every every performance we've done this year has been had live music which has been such a such a treat oh yeah yeah it's yeah. been great. No, it's, it
0: was it was amazing uh, in in the sort of base ground floor, sort of basement level of of that what's going to be a design firm or whatever. Yeah, it's in a time cre- time. creative
1: offices. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, and the
0: live music, just the way it just like filled that space because uh, you have this like these heavy concrete you know room and right. like, all these walls for it to like kind of bounce off of. And really just,
1: changes everything. Oh yeah, and we can respond to it, and they can respond to us, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's called live for a reason. Yeah. Well,
0: there's something almost like rich. There, it becomes this sense of ritual when you've got that all that dynamic kind of going on. Yeah. Um, there's there's been a an explosion. Uh, it feels like it's it's always strange because like the longer I stay in this space, the the more I realize how much site specific and immersive work has been happening for you know forever mm-hmm. um and you know in theater we can like trace back easily to like you know Grotowski and before then you know like there's some very clear you know progenitors of, of the kind of stuff that punch And even
1: does. before that yeah. you know when people did just did you know things site specific they were, there was no such word as that you yeah. know they just performed for each other outdoors you know yeah. right yeah,
0: and and then to, and and there's and there's that that instinct of play to mm-hmm. it. Where, exactly. I mean, I remember when I was teaching, you know, Shakespeare camp. We uh, we we did it in John Hinkle Park in Berkeley, which is also where a couple of the, it's actually where I think where the California Shakespeare Festival, which is the Bay Area Shakespeare Festival, got its start. Originally doing free productions there, and then like the Berkeley Shakespeare Festival does stuff there, and some of the other theater companies would do doors. Mm-hmm. And this this like tiny little amphitheater, uh, you know, nice big, you know. You know, rake for the audience looking down and everything's kind of like that like, little point right mm-hmm. there. And um, it's such a dynamic space and you instantly just say like, oh, I'm going to stage a fight scene all <laughs> over this. Right? right? I've got 15 teenage girls and a bunch of wooden swords. We're going to have a blast. Right. And so you do that and the whole camp has a lot of fun and, and, and it breaks out. And there's just that instinct of like, oh, I've got a space, you know, l- let me play with it. Right. Uh, and it's, it's almost, if you're that kind of soul, it's almost weird to like, well, like, We've got to create this like spot where we're going to we're going to put the, the art in a box and 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 keep it safe and away from the people okay. by shoving it in a box. But um, does it does it feel like to you, do, do you see people exploring this space more of late, uh, given the publicity around the shows that are in London and New York um, or Or is your sense that this is a thread that's always here and and maybe there's a little bit more attention?
1: Creating site-specific work, Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. I mean, sometimes people bat that word around a lot, you know, without really understanding what it means. Yeah. Um, Because it's, you know, some people create work in a studio and then transpose it into another space. And for me, that's not really, you know, getting the whole true meaning of what it can be yeah um because then you're using it for i don't know another purpose yeah um because when it's truly site-specific then you really are using the resources around you
0: yeah i always think of it like i think there's always like these through these there's this whole set of terms right because there's like site-specific and there's site-responsive and Mm -hmm. and people sort of like to market like oh well it's in a space it's non-traditional so it's site-specific and then you i'll go and see a show and i'm like I could drop this anywhere. Right. And for me, if I could drop a piece of work anywhere, if it feels like it could have just, dis- oh, this could be in any black box theater.
1: Right.
0: You know, it's like that isn't site specific. You know, I, on a certain level, I almost want to be like, if it's, if the piece isn't like about the place that it's in somehow, right. you know, right. and, there, and there are people who are working in that fashion in, in both theater and in dance where it's like, we're going to tell the, the actual story of this space. Like i I'm, can't remember the name of it but i know there's like mm-hmm. some i think it like took place in a church and it was about like uh like a massacre there maybe i'm inventing this maybe i dreamt it and <laughs> and they would perform this piece in the place where this story had happened right that's and, cool yeah and so yeah like you, you can you can take it out and maybe plug it somewhere else but like when you're doing something in this the space and it has itself,
1: a different meaning that, yeah right yeah
0: it's almost like you're it feels like a, a haunting or something like mm-hmm. that like you're you're summoning up the spirit of a location and right. having to tell you its story right um so what do you i guess on that kind of edge you, when you're exploring a space uh physically are you also looking at sort of you know the the, the, the narrative and the history, history
1: sometimes yeah sometimes that's interesting it's not necessary you know right. but it it depends you know you can look at a place so many different ways but it's just i think it's important to look at what what's around you you know yeah. to look at the place yeah. but there's different ways of looking at it i think history is one way you know geographically historically culturally or just physically yeah. you know there are all interesting ways of looking at a place <laughs> um what
0: you're putting on so much stuff right now but like, i guess what what artistic influences what's inspiring you these days like are there people working in any field that are that are exciting you Mm,
1: good question I don't know I'm always curious you know of what people are doing Um, I love to travel and see what people are doing all over the world Um, I mean that's the internet is so great too yeah to kind of track all that yeah it's fun
0: what was the last thing you saw that kind of like blew Mm. your mind that's such a tough
1: one. No, That's a tough question. Oh, it was no, harder when you, when you make hard. all the time. I know. You don't have so, as much you're time so busy. To yeah. I know you're busy making all the time, and you don't get out there to see what everyone's doing. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. That's a hard one. I'll have to think about that. You know.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, well, what we've got we've got uh, the the Sophie and Charlie series coming up and then it's going to culminate with the gala right,
1: right? which is going to be a downtown on uh, at the central wholesale market at uh, produce on at the produce market oh whoa yeah Yeah. Will there be produce there while you guys are there? No. And what's so cool about that place is that, you know, it opens like at four in the morning and it closes like two in the afternoon at the latest. So, but it services all the, like most of the restaurants in the city. It's a wholesale produce. So, um, yeah. So when it closes down, it's just, it's very different kind of place and it's quiet. And so, yeah, we'll take it over.
0: So just just empty stalls. Yeah, where, like, where, yeah. Like, yeah. Except they have a
1: really for... cool old diner that's there. Then oh, they're wow. going to be open. So it's it's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, wow. and it's, it was built like in the well originally I think it was a cigar factory or something in the 30s. Huh. So it's been around and part of the fabric of LA for a long time. Wow. Yeah.
0: So where in downtown,
1: like kind of like headed towards Vernon? Or? No, like on a like Olympic and um, 12 or something. Oh wow. It?
0: It's Do you like, have this spot?
1: I know. Yeah, twelfth and Olympic. Twelfth yeah. and Olympic. Wow. Yeah, it's huge. It's big. Yeah. Yeah. And they make pinatas and candy and 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 it's like meat and produce and they sell all kinds of stuff.
0: Oh wow! I didn't even know that was there. I, mean, <laughs> I, I know, I right? Assumed, I assumed there was something yeah. out there, but I didn't know. Grand Postman. Okay, that's. I think that's one of my favorite things about this entire type of work. Is is
1: you find these places. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's such a discovery-making device. <laughs> yeah, like the the
0: heart of it, it. When I try to explain like what no proscenium is ultimately about, it's like go somewhere strange, see something cool. Yeah, like, that's, the that's heart a of good it. one. Yeah, yeah It's I love like that. where are we going now? What's <laughs> happening? I don't know. That's like, right. Oftentimes, if people like if people pitch me something, um, I'm almost always game to check almost anything out, particularly if it's like if I can't. Get a sense of what it is. Right? Yeah. Like if someone pitches me, like, oh, we've done, um, we're doing a, uh- a uh, cabaret re- you know, revival of uh, of a play. I'm like, but I know what that is, and that's not interesting. But if it's like, okay, we're taking over a warehouse and we're deconstructing four years' worth of pop hits through a narrative,
1: i like, uh-huh. I don't know what that is, so I guess I'm going to have to yeah, go see right. for myself. Exactly. You know?
0: And it could be terrible. Uh-huh. It could be lost time. Right. But maybe the warehouse is cool. I you know, know
1: but, but it's an experiment.
0: Exactly. All right.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Is there
0: something? Is there something essential about this type of work that that people should know about, or that we didn't touch on?
1: Well, I think that it's a way to, um, you know, I I love what you just said. And we say sometimes expect the uh, unexpected, you know, it's like a way to discover things about your city and, and, and find, um, and find, you know, the undiscovered in a way that's unusual and, and fun and beautiful and, um, and to see things that are right in front of your face that you've never seen before and see them in a different way. Yeah. And that really makes life worth living.
0: I often say about Los Angeles that it's uh, 200 small cities stacked on top of each other. Yeah, and 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 you could be standing in three of them <laughs> at any given right. moment. It's just like which right. which part of the radio dial are you tuned into? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it's there's there's something super dynamic about about this. That's place. why we live here. Yeah, you
1: know, you never you can never be bored. No, no, it's
0: impossible. <laughs> Like yeah. no, no matter what tier of society you're running around in, it's like impossible to be bored here. Like yeah. if you want to be bored, then then you're choosing to be bored yeah. because there's always something happening. Yeah, it's true. You know, you got to drive to get there, but like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the downside. Like you know, New York's got that yeah. on us. But yeah, all right. All well, right. Heidi, uh, how do we how do we find how do we find Heidi Duckler Dance Theater on, on the interwebs?
1: Uh, I think it's Heidi Pretty simple. All right. Yeah. Simple enough. Yeah.
0: And the Sophie and Charlie series starts up on...
1: September 20... When does it start? Let me see. <laughs> uh, September 26th. All right. Yeah. So, and we're going to... That's probably like about
0: a week or two after this airs. So, uh, yeah. So, so, it goes yeah.
1: September 26th, and then it goes... I think it's every week until October 24th. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And it goes... Let's see. Studio City... Uh, Venice, uh, Crenshaw, West Hollywood, culminating downtown at the produce market. Oh, wow. Everywhere. Yeah. All over the spot.
0: All right. Well, Heidi, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right, gang. Thanks to Heidi Duckler once again for being our guest today. Uh, Here is the reminders. Next week, it's the open forum. I want to hear about your bad experiences so we can start shedding some light on what we can all do better. Uh, Send that to no underscore persinium at outlook.com. You can also send the usual tips tricks, hints, show announcements, audition announcements, all to that address, and we'll wedge them in when appropriate. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, at NoProsinium. You can find us on Facebook, look for NoProsinium. You can sign people up for the newsletter at NoProsinium.com. Actually, don't sign other people up for the newsletter. That's just rude. I don't want a bunch of unsubscribers. We do pretty good. Uh, i very happy about the fact that people don't unsubscribe. All that often, like we'll get one person once in a while. So don't sign up your friends. Tell your friends to sign up, and that they're gonna love it. Hey, you can help this show out, and I love those of you who do by going to Patreon, patreoncom slash persinium Help the show get better all the time. Uh, those of you who support the show, thank you so much because uh, it's not exactly free. That's enough for now. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you're ready with your open forum questions and comments. And until then, I will see you at the show.